Well, welcome everybody. Happy Sunday morning to you. So glad you guys are here. It's been looking a little bit different these days because we are uh, transitioning from our normal outdoor worship gatherings to worship and work days. So if you guys want to make a bit of a circle around the perimeter here, that would be excellent. And we'll get rolling here. So glad you guys are with us today. If we've never met before, my name is Josh. I'm uh, one of the pastors here at Charles River Church and just thankful for you guys uh, joining us, whether you're outside or you're online with us. Uh, we're just so glad you're here. It's been really nice to be able to have uh, worship outside like this. And uh, it, it will be our last time having an outdoor worship gathering like this. But who knows? Uh, due to COVID, uh, come spring, we'll kind of feel things out. We may move back outside again, but uh, this will be our last time that we've planned and prepared uh, to be outside like this. So just, uh, it's been such a gift, right? It's been so good. So, uh, so just enjoyed being together with all of you uh, like this. And so today's going to be different. It's worship and work day. So uh, it won't be typical, but again, what's typical these days? Hey, next Sunday we will be here, but we will be inside in the sanctuary space at 11 a.m., pretty historic moment for us as a church. It'll be our first time worshiping inside uh, at our new home. And uh, per the city's uh, guidelines, we're going to be wearing masks. We're going to be physically distanced and uh, following other protocols that they've given us. There won't be any River Kids program for the children, uh, but parents, uh, just so you know, we'll have activity bags for them. And then we will also uh, shorten the service, even from what it's been since we've been outside, since we're inside with all of uh, the kiddos. And uh, so we're excited for that 11 a.m., uh, next week. Here's what we need from you, though. Uh, we know everybody's excited to come together like this. Here's what we need from you. We need you, again, per the city's guidelines, to pre-register for every single week's worship gathering. And so the, the registration will open up at uh, Tuesday, every Tuesday, uh, for the following Sunday. So make sure you pre-register because we have to be spaced out. And so we're anticipating uh, probably maxing out the space uh, with all the spacing and everything we need, every other uh, pew. And so please make a note of that on the church app if you have the app or on the website, charlesriverchurch.com. That, again, opens up on Tuesday. Hey, a few items for today. First of all, per the city's guidelines, they have asked us to have everybody check in. And so if you have a phone and you have the church app, you can pull up the church app. If you don't, you can download the church app. And in the top left, it says connection card. And just click that connection card and uh, just give us your name and let us know that you were here. The city needs that for uh, possible contact tracing. We're praying that we don't need that. And uh, we're honoring all of the social distancing guidelines and masks and everything. And then on the top right, uh, we have lyrics for a, a hymn that we're about to sing here in just a moment. And so you can grab that as well. And then, as always, just want to point out the restrooms. If you see the colorful cross over there, uh, you can go in that door and on the left there. And uh, there are restrooms right there. Just please no congregating in the restrooms. So, hey, we're going to mix it up rather than going straight into song. I'm just going to share a little word with you from Scripture. I know it's been a very interesting week. Uh, it was election day on Tuesday, and then we did not get results immediately as expected. And so I don't know about you, but I've just been refreshing Twitter over and over and over again and getting my thumb exercised. And then finally, yesterday, we have some results, and we now know who our next president is and our next vice president will be. A very special moment, especially for women and uh, women of 
color. And so we're instructed in 1 Timothy chapter 2 to pray for kings and to pray for those in high places. And so let's, church family, be really committed uh, to praying for uh, our leaders. Let's pray for our current president and vice president who are outgoing and pray for our incoming president and vice president. Now, I imagine when you have a group of people like this together and everybody watching online, uh, we have people with all kinds of different political uh, persuasions. And uh, listen, as, as God's people, our hope is not in an elected official. Our hope is in the Lord, the one who needs no vote, who has been ruling and reigning from the beginning of time, from the foundation of the universe. And so as we get our eyes on him, though we may have some different things that we're, we're not alike on uh, on this earth, uh, we can be unified as God's people as so we fix our eyes on him. I believe that our greatest apologetic as God's people is our unity. That is our greatest opportunity to point people to Jesus on this planet is our unity. That comes from really the, the heart of Jesus. John chapter 17, uh, what's known as Jesus's high priestly prayer. We often say, you know, Jesus's prayer, the Lord's prayer. Well, that the Lord's prayer was his prayer for us to guide us and teach us how to pray. But really the Lord's prayer, which is coming out of his own heart, really is, is John chapter 17. This is right before he goes to the cross, right before his betrayal and then arrest. We get a, a peek inside the heart of the Lord Jesus. Imagine someone very close to you, and then they're about to pass away. You probably don't have to imagine that. Many of us have had someone close to us who's about to pass away or who has passed away. Imagine if you could get a peek inside of their mind and just hear what's going on in their mind and what they're thinking about. We get that in John chapter 17 uh, in Jesus's high priestly prayer. In John chapter 17, beginning in verse 20, here's what we hear in this prayer this final really recorded prayer for us from Jesus. He says this to his father in heaven. He says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I and them, and you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and love them, even as you have loved me. You hear how many times Jesus uses the word one. It's his desire, his, his dying wish, essentially, that we as his people would be one and perfectly one. Who's he praying about? He's praying about you. He's praying about me. He says, I pray not only for my current disciples, but I also pray for those who will believe in me because of their word. And we get the words of the disciples, the apostles right here in the Holy Scriptures in the New Testament. And he says, I pray for those who will believe in me because of their, their written word and their proclaimed word. And then what specifically, again, is he praying for? He's praying that we may be one. He's praying for our unity. And so this is so timely for us today coming off of and election, and all kinds of people, and all kinds of Christians with different political persuasions, and also as, as we as two churches, Trinity Lutheran Church and Charles River Church, enter into a facility partnership, we have different styles of worship between two churches. We have different ministry models. We have different ministry methodologies, but we have one Lord, Jesus, who unites us. And so Jesus's prayer is for all of us, his people, different churches across the globe to be unified, to be one. He, he prays for our unity he doesn't pray for our uniformity. He prays for our unity. 
Uh, on Friday, our family was driving, and we were uh, going to uh, kind of an annual tradition for us. We go to Brookline Reservoir, where there's these massive oak trees around the pond there, and, and all the leaves come down, and we always bring a rake, and we look like the weirdos who pretend like we're working for the town of Brookline, and we're raking, uh, and we're raking their park, and we make these big piles of leaves, and then we all jump in them and take pictures and play a game of football, and so we did that on Friday. But on our way back, heading back to our house as the sun was going down, uh, we had to stop the car because there were a group of teenage girls walking across the, the crosswalk, and my wife and I laughed because uh, they looked like they were wearing matching uniforms. They all had black leggings, white Air Force One sneakers, and big baggy uh, hooded sweatshirts, and I thought maybe they're matching octuplets. I don't know, but they all look identical, right? Jesus is praying for, for us not to be uniform, not for us to all be identical in every single way. We have different uh, political persuasions and ethnicities, and we have uh, different methodologies in terms of how we do church, but he's praying not for us to be the same, but he's praying for us to be unified amidst our differences and amidst our diversity. When you see people who are unified and have everything in common, that doesn't really turn anybody's heads. Everybody expects people who are of the same ethnicity to pretty easily kind of congregate together. Everybody expects people who are in the same station of life, young families or singles, uh, to, to, to congregate together. That, that's kind of easy. But it's, it's challenging to come together across different ethnicities and generations and social economic places and positions in life and, and different styles of worship and be one. And yet Jesus says, that can happen when you look to me, when you look to me. And that grabs attention when people say, how are they unified? What is it? And we get to say, it's not a what, it's a who. It's, it's the Lord Jesus. He, he says this in verse 23, I pray that they may become perfectly one, catch it, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So our unity is a tool of the Lord to grab people's attention so that when they look at us and say, how can you be unified? We say, it's not us, really. It's, it's, it's the Lord. He is the one who unites us. And so our nation right now in this moment is so divided. And yet God's people can live out a supernatural unity, the kind that turns heads. And then last thing I want to say this. Where do we get the example of that unity? We get the example of that unity, as Jesus says here in John 17, from the Trinity. Verse 21, he says, I pray that they may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. He's pointing us to the Godhead. He says, I pray that your unity would mirror the perfect eternal unity of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So Trinity Lutheran, I love your name, by the way. I love the name Trinity Lutheran. I think it, I think it constantly serves as a reminder and, and points people to the Godhead, Father, Son, and spirit, and it constantly serves as a reminder and as a challenge of, of the kind of unity that Jesus calls us to have, and by his power and his spirit has enabled us to have. So I love that. So Trinity Lutheran, Charles River Church, as we enter into a unique partnership, what an opportunity for us as God's people to live out his dying wish. What a beautiful opportunity for us as God's people to live out his dying wish, but how do we get there? The same way Jesus told us, by, by pointing us to him and to looking to the Godhead, Father, Son, and Spirit, and thinking on his goodness and thinking on his faithfulness. And so in just a moment, we're going to sing the old hymn, such a beautiful hymn and such a gift to us, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And we're going to think on him and let that, as we look to him, drive us to walk in unity in the midst of a world that is so divided and needs an example of unity. They get to look to us, and then we get to say the reason for the hope that we have, the reason for the unity that we have, is not really us at all. It's because we are looking 
to him. And so we're going to pray, and we're going to pray that the Lord would keep us unified and continue to grow our unity. And so I'm going to actually invite, I'm going to invite Pastor Steve up here. Would you pray for us, Pastor Steve? And just plead with the Lord for us to, to walk in unity. I'm going to give this over to Artis. He's going to wipe this mic off. Thank you. God's blessings to all of you. Uh, I don't know whether we'll be able to uh, celebrate our church's birthday together. I know yours has one coming up soon. We're, we're a, a, a wee tag, tad bit older. Our <laughs> April 21st or 24th, I don't know, is our congregation's 150th anniversary. So uh, we've been around a long time since... I don't know, it was 1956 or 57 in this building and before that in Mission Hill and Roxbury back in the 1800s. So, uh, and Josh and I didn't talk about what we might say ahead of time, but uh, I was reading through. And God has us thinking about the same things at the same time as in the, the way he always does. I'd like to read you something just uh, quickly from uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, a great uh, Lutheran theologian from Germany from the mid uh, uh, 20th century, rather. Uh, He talked about community, and notice where community is placed. Christian community means community through Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ. There is no Christian community that is more than this and none that is less than this. Whether it be a brief single encounter or the daily community of many years, Christian community is solely this. We belong to one another only through and in Jesus Christ. What does this mean? It means first that a Christian needs others for the sake of Jesus Christ. It means second that a Christian comes to others only through Jesus Christ. It means third that from eternity we have been chosen in Jesus Christ, accepted in time and united for eternity. Christians live entirely by the truth of God's word in Jesus Christ. But God put this word into the mouth of human beings so that it may be passed on to others. When the people are deeply affected by the word, they tell it to other people. God has willed that we should seek and find God's living word in the testimony of other Christians in the mouths of human beings. Therefore, Christians need each other. We need other Christians to speak God's word to them. They need them again and again when they become uncertain and disheartened because, living by their own resources, they cannot help themselves without cheating themselves out of the truth. They need other Christians as bearers or proclaimers of the divine word of salvation. They need them solely for the sake of Jesus Christ. Uh, we joy at the, being able to be partners in each in our own ways to share God's word together. Let's pray for that unity in Christ. Father Jesus, come down from heaven and pour your blessings out over on us. Uh, all of us here gathered here and all the others of our churches who aren't with us at the moment. Uh, we pray first, Jesus, that you uh, provide your grace of protection. You know, we all worry about the virus and help us to be safe. Help us to safely minister to people in our community that need us so badly and find uncertainty in, in uh, COVIDs and politics. Help us to share the certainty of eternal life with you and joy in your salvation. Uh, Jesus, we just pray your blessings on all that we endeavor together. In your holy name, all God's people said, Amen. Amen.
summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see. Father in heaven, you are the King of kings. Father, you are faithful, you are generous, you are gracious, you are kind, you are long-suffering. You are so good. Father, we dedicate the rest of this morning to you and ask that you would, by your Holy Spirit, that you would cause us to pick up our cross today and every day and follow Jesus knowing that in his presence is fullness of joy. God, we dedicate the rest of this time to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.